Hello, everybody! It's that time. It's Independently Welty. I'm your host, Chris Welty, here today in the Weltdown Studios, as always, with Steve Lambiasi. Hey! Is it Lambi? I always forget. It's, La- it's Lambiasi if you want to get to Lambi- it. Lambiasi. All right. Who cares? I like Lambiasi. <laughs> it depends. Know. Lamba Baby. I've heard that one. Lamba Baby. Uh, the dig- Lamb of God. You're digressing uh, now. All right, cool. Also here today with our good friend, Mr. Andrew Young. Hello. Say hi. Oh, you just said hi. Oh, hey. Good. Sorry. Good start. Uh, Andrew, uh, our, our first non-comedian. Is that true? Yeah, well, yeah, you're not, you're not a Our first uh, non-civilian. Civilian. Because, yeah, I guess uh, Skulk is, uh, he's like a, he's kind of in comedy. He's... You know, that's how I know him through other comedians. He's a musician. You're our first non-entertainer. There you go. I feel honored. Yeah. Uh, But no, I'm glad to have you here because these comedians are so unreliable. Yeah. Uh, And uh, I don't know if they give the best advice. And it's nice to have you here because uh, you're a a businessman, an entrepreneur. uh, Also, you didn't have to walk very far to get here. Your bedroom is uh, in the studio. No, I was going to say... Definitely can uh definitely convenient. Um, I live in this house, so yeah, in the Weltdown Studios. In the Weltdown Studios, your apartment is now the Weltdown Studios. <laughs> uh, just so you know, I don't know if you knew that, um, mm. but that's what we're calling it. No, I've um, you know I've been around for um, a few of these recordings, so yeah, and you enjoy them, right? No, I like them. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Like how you start. You don't have to lie. I, I get I get to have one of the beers usually, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like a vulture. That's rent. Yeah, for, there you go for using the space. Uh, first question, though, that we got to get this, uh, since you've, you've listened to a few of these podcasts, we need to know, are you a Weltaholic or a Steve head? Because there's only one or the other. And... So, on. I've only listened to the ones, the episodes, where Steve's been kind of sitting in the back. Yeah. And I know that like I've even given this as some feedback that Steve either needs to be in or out. Um, you know, mic him up. But... Uh, I'll go with what, what being a welt dog. Oh well, no, you're not. Welt. I'm the welt dog. No, no, but like okay. it, it, you're a weltaholic. You, so the I'm fans a, are weltaholic. I'm a weltaholic. I'm a weltaholic. Yeah. You know, I take slight offense to this since uh, I've known you for nine years and we've lived together for five. You can't even be a Steve head based on. No, I know, but like, I feel like that's why I need to be a weltaholic. Well, yeah, just too easy. Just to spite me. Yeah, no, I, I know too much. I can't be like a Steve. Yeah, and if you really, whatever. if you really get to know Steve. <laughs> You're gonna be a wealthaholic. No, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, like some of you listeners, you probably are friends with Steve, and you, you like him, and you don't know me. But if you got to know me, you would like me better. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's not no, a contest. This is this friendship is not a contest. Oh, it is. Yeah, it is. I, I, everything I've, is a contest. I've lived with Steve for what five years now, mm-hmm. and I just feel like I, I've kind of been like beaten into submission. There's, I, I can't oh, be I like, like I wear people. I can't down. be a Steve. What, what's his? What are his? Steve head. What's his fandom? Yeah, a Steve head at this point. I didn't create this, by the way. I just yeah. wanted everyone to know it was Jeff. Yeah, but it's about as clever. What's the score right now? Would come up with. Uh, there's surprisingly more Steve heads than you would think. That and, is really surprising. And me too. Uh, it's this is a, in this being a podcast about me. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's um, irony there that I really appreciate. Yeah, yeah. No, I kind of. It's fun. Well. Uh, um, but yeah, no, so we got you here today, and it's nice to like have someone that's not a fucking crazy person, mm-hmm. like these, you know, someone with mental illness. Not saying that all 
my guests have had, have, <laughs> have mental <laughs> illness, but you know, most comedians do, and there's something off, and they got a you know a screw loose, sure, or whatever. But we got a normal person here today, sure. and uh, I think someone that can actually give me some decent advice that I'm not going to I listen mean, to. Listen, I'll I'll, I'll do my best. Right. I'll do my best. Uh, so you uh, you are a uh, wait 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 what. How do you know Andrew? How do I know Andrew? Oh, okay. Um, let's, let's get that out of the way. Yeah, how do I mean, like, I probably met you through these guys back in the... Uh, a lot yeah. of this goes back to the loft days when Steve and I lived yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think the first time I met you was when I was over at the loft. I distinctly remember... I think I walked in and there was, like, a stack of, like, hot and ready pizza oh, boxes. <laughs> And so, like, the first thing I knew about you before I even, like, saw you or met you was, like, probably Steven saying, oh, yeah, that's Welty. Um, He just eats pizzas. Um, He opens ramen packets and sprinkles a soup over it as seasoning. Um, And, yeah, that was my intro. Uh, It's funny, like, how many times hot and ready uh, pizzas have been brought up on this podcast. When was the last time you had hot and ready? It's been, I think there was, like, a WrestleMania, like, maybe last year that somebody had bought in... uh, a bunch of uh, Little Caesars and brought it over. Uh, but it's been a while. Uh, but it I is funny. I just want to clarify That's... that bought and... But I realized that's not I, a word. Thank, and Andrew's a smart guy. Maybe he can teach us some words. I, there. As yeah. I said, but I actually knew that was not a word, everybody. As I said that, I'm like, I hope this doesn't get correct. <laughs> we have correct. to correct. We have to call you out. So you're not going to get any better if we don't help you. Yeah, but again, do I take any of this information in? Do I... Yeah, I, what was I, the word that What was the word that Nate taught us? Glibly. Yes, you remember it. I'm so proud of you. Yeah. See, I, like I said, I do go back and listen to the pod. Was that episode. in reference to you, your glib? No, he was being glib. Nate was being Nate glib. was being oh. glib. All right. Which I forget what it means. Do you know what glib? Yeah, it's like it's knowingly like, mocking. Yeah, it's yeah. like um, yeah, it's like being a little like self righteous. Okay, because I'm yeah. You know how they have the word of the day calendars? Yeah, I'm gonna get a word of the month calendar. What, what, what do you have so far? Uh, just glib. Just glib. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. uh, no, because I think that. Like, word of the day, that's too much. I'm not gonna... Like, that's too much. Well, 365 I, words. Yeah, yeah. Steve, Steve was asking me this morning about the Oxford comma, so I feel like that... That was Steve's word of the day earlier. It's a Vampire Weekend song. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Ugh, uh, I hate the Vampire Weekend. Oh, they're not bad. It's been a, a Yeah. I mean, I like them. I don't know what they've been doing Terrible the name, but I think they can do solo stuff. And okay. Whatnot, but yeah. Great. Uh, so, uh, apparently our sponsor is Little Caesars. Uh <laughs> 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 what we've learned. Shout Can we get Caesars. them? Uh, I actually think our sponsor is Coors Light. Coors Light, Little Caesars, Jewel, mm. um, and oh yeah, the cucumber's great. I like smelling it. Next yeah, yeah this is, we're doing mint. We're That's on the mint. mint Jewel today. They're a little bit cheaper than cucumber, and uh, I am broke, Andrew. <laughs> I, I need, didn't even know that they they had different pricing for for different flavors. Yeah, the shittier flavors uh, are cheaper. So you got like the Jewel Elite that are just like the, their cucumber, the folk. Jewel Black Card, right? Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, and like this is so. This is a. Con- I'm really bad with money, and like constantly uh, just living paycheck to paycheck. Right. Uh, some of that has to do with alcoholism. Uh huh. I'm sure, because when you uh, when you go and spend a hundred dollars a well, night. Let, let me ask you something. Like, what are you doing? How do you how do you organize your finances? I'm not asking this coming from a place like I'm not I'm not the best at it. Like Chris I immediately scoffed. This at that. this helps. So I have I have like my TD 
the app on my phone. A, a, and it's, a it's titty app? No, TDs. Oh, okay. Toronto, Toronto Dominion. That's my bank. Oh, okay. Shout out Toronto. And, um, Wait, is that what TD Bank stands for? Yeah. Oh, Toronto I did not Dominion. know that. I actually also didn't know that until I moved here and somebody said that to me. They're and like, you bank with TD because you're Canadian? And I'm like, no. But anyway. Cool. Accidental. Right. Coincidence. But um, what I was going to say is like, you know, just being able to look at how much you have left has like really helped me. And that, that's, that, that's, what, that's my financing. I just look to see what I have in my check account. I know when I'm going to get paid next, and I'm like, I'm spending too much money. i got to chill out for like but the next Chris, week. But Chris, you don't know when you're going to get paid next. So, always, no, do I do. I get paid once a week. Oh, okay. uh, and, and here's the thing. I have a, an, a Chase Bank app. Right. And I see how much money's in there. But I'm like, hey, you know what? I'm sad. There's a bar across the street from my house. I'm going to go get drunk. It says <laughs> I only have a little bit of money. You know what? Mm. I'll overdraft. I'm the overdraft you're king. Take you're going overdraft. below red? Oh, yeah, all the time. At least once okay, a month. So maybe the advice here is to just move away from your local bar. Be as far away from a bar as possible. I really... Ginny's is actually a reoccurring theme in in your downward well, spiral. I don't know if this is good advice, but maybe drink at home. Uh, no, that doesn't that, help either. That's, that's actually worse. You want to drink Because here's what I do. I'll drink at home and I'll be like, you know, I'm, al- I'm alone right now. I wonder what's going on at Ginny's. <laughs> <laughs> you always so, find your way. Yeah, I mean, it's well, literally <laughs> at the bottom of my steps. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't I don't know what to say to you then. You're fucked. Yeah, I'm okay. End of This has been independently wealthy. Uh, it's been a great run. Uh, I am fucked. Um, yeah, no, that's tough. I, yeah, I'm normally good at seeing... I, look, I'll go into the red, too, for sure. I'll be like, yeah. you, make, you start to rationalize yourself. You're like, hey, I deserve this, or I need this. We're all going to die. We're all going to die. Yeah. You I may die tonight, This money doesn't tomorrow. exist. Yes! This is, see, that's what I'm always telling myself. I'm like, well, this is money I'm never actually going to see. Yeah. So I might as well just go spend it. It's like Monopoly money. I, I yeah. think it's like, PayPal is actually worse with that. Like, that's money I really don't think exists. Or Venmo, when you're, like, paying people oh, back. Oh, yeah. Like, if I'm Venmo rich, I'm just asking people to pay for shit, and I'll just, like, I'll Venmo you. By the way, if you want to Venmo us, uh, <laughs> my, just Venmo me randomly. Uh, Chris we, you can If you're a fan of this pod and you want it to keep going and you want it to improve, Venmo me some money so I can spend it on the pod. I'm really not going no, to. No, no, we have it's, to pay for the sound club. We know where it's going. Yeah, we know. No, no, Venmo it to me, and I will pay the, the dues. Um, but I... No, I like it is a constant struggle and it does I think it does cause for a lot of my depression and not being able to do certain things uh, like travel, which I want to do, go out and have nice dinners with friends. Uh, But instead, like, yeah, like I'll like instead of going to Ginny's and take or uh, instead of taking a night off from there and, you know, just uh, sitting at home, you know, doing watching TV or whatever. And then just waiting, saving money, yeah, so I can do these well, things. Well, where are you trying to travel to? Anywhere, anywhere but like, right here, anywhere but Iceland. Like, <laughs> why? I Iceland? don't want to go to Iceland. What if you? Because everybody's. But well, go. I don't want to go to Iceland because everybody's going there, and that seems yeah, it's, it's pretty hot right now. Yeah, I feel like yeah, there, yeah. Greece, Mexico City. But like, let's just say you had an actual place that you wanted to go, and you looked up flights. And you actually have like a goal. You're like, I know I need to save up X number of dollars to do this trip. 
do you think you'd be better at saving money? It might be good. You maybe put ten bucks from each paycheck in, and then maybe in a year you'd have enough for to get out of here well, for a weekend. Well, because so- if you're like loosely like, I know I want to get away. I mean that like, what motivation do you have to actually save money? Yeah, I I think so. And like, uh, a friend of ours too, uh, Alex, uh, told me he's like, I know you're bad with money. He's like, why don't you just give me like twenty dollars a week? And I'll put like he's my mom like, putting. <laughs> Twenty dollars a, a week piggy bank for me. On his dresser uh, just sticks the wealthy relief fund. Yeah, I mean that could work too. Yeah, because I, I don't like, trust myself. Yeah, so why don't you? I mean, it's a fair point. I mean, it's an odd scenario, but something that works. That's all you need is something that works, no matter how far fetched or May, unorthodox. It maybe is. you should come here every week and literally just get drop fifty. Ooh, I don't know if I trust. See, you don't trust you, me. Yeah, I, I guess you. I produced the pod. Okay, that's that's a good point. <laughs> now we'll just uh, nail it to the wall right here. <laughs> Uh, like a like a business owner's first yeah, exactly. first transaction, <laughs> nail I, it to the wall. I think the like how I can tell though like when I am like the, usually when I am the brokest and really like desperate and like or and most depressed is usually when you find me going to a coin star. Like that's how you know I'm really at my low. Well, actually, point. that might your money. Maybe you should do this as a money saving tip because you know you said you take all the coins from under people's couches you move. Maybe that is your savings. Maybe don't look at that as like, oh, yes, yeah, it's beer money. Put it in a fucking giant water jug and leave that shit for later. Maybe that's your savings. Am I that's, 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 not- that's incremental money, though. That's but just that's like, incremental- that's, your, that's your luxury spending money for when you go on vacation. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, because it's usually only like 100. Like every time I cash in, it's like 100 bucks. That's great. And then it's gone well, that day. What was the most you've gotten out of a Coinstar? Probably like 120 bucks. That's nuts. Yeah, I still have a lot of couch change. <laughs> I like how you didn't earn any of that money. No, I, it's, you know, I, I, I like my change jar, yeah. too. It's my favorite. People that don't have a change jar are psychopaths. No, I agree. Like, I, even, I'm, like, these... I'm not good with change. I mean, really? I, I, I drop... I accumulate all my change, and then I drop it off of a Coinstar also. See, I'll go to a coffee shop, and instead of, like, they give you the change, instead of throwing the change in the tip jar, I give them a dollar because I'm so excited to put my change in the change jar. Oh, when I get home. This is what you look forward to. Yeah. I mean, that's also... Look, you're probably... You're giving more also. If you're getting change, you're yeah. giving more. No, I'm an over-tipper. What, what we've also learned oh, yeah, from we this talk, podcast. Yeah. Only a Jenny's probably why I'm broke all the time. But I mean, it, it's, you're, you're, it's a good thing. If you're going to go that's out, you, you have should, to over-tip. And that's something you should be ashamed of, of being no. a generous tipper. And like that's just how I vote. Like, if you don't over-tip when you go out, then you shouldn't go out. Yes. That's that's my philosophy. I think it's just, uh, again, that's money you're never going to see. No, I agree like, with you. I, a, I'm, I'm also a, I'm a I'm a generous tipper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twenty percent at least. So always. what what got you? Because uh, you've worked before you started your own business. Uh, what what were you doing before that? And like, why? What made you like want to get out of that and start your own business? So and become like your own boss, whatever. And, I. I, I used to work at um, at a company called Thrillist, or, or rather Thrillist Media Group, which I think now is, is Group 9. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I used to work, I came from, uh, I moved to New York to work in media, um, and you know that, uh, because of the, the structure of the company, I ended up uh, also working for uh, like a men's online retailer called Jack Threads, yep, yep. Um, which was great. And um, you know, about uh, four years back, 
um, on the side, my um, my partner in my business came to me, and you know we'd been friends for about you know six months or so, and we always had these ideas of things to start, and uh, it it just kind of made sense at the time to, you know, just start something on the side. I mean, it's something that I encouraged to to pretty much everybody um, for fun or for money or for your for, own I, I well-being. Think, I think for sure at at you know if if you're starting something and it's not and you're not passionate about it and you're not it's not for at least for fun at the beginning it's not going to get fun later <laughs> yeah i mean i love like it needs to start and be fun i loved being a mover in the beginning and then just right. really uh, <laughs> It's really <laughs> dropped off. I mean, I was in it for the game originally. Right, and now, now you're in it for the money. Yeah, now I'm in it's it for the leave. money. Yeah, it's hard to leave. And it's, yeah, <laughs> my back's... Co- it's, you know, I'm getting to the end of my right. career. But, I mean, listen, like, Welty, I have to hand it to you. Like, And I've, I've said this to, to Steve, and I don't know if I've said it this to you, too, but I, I love the podcast. I truly, truly admire and respect that you've been consistent, and I think... You know, it's something. Yeah, the inconsistency has been Steve. We all know that. Uh, I went on vacation for one week. Gonna hold this against me forever. I mean, this is good. If you guys are both upset because you missed one week and you're not, and you're holding yourself accountable to this in ways that you're not, say, when you're in the red financially. Yeah. That's great. You're you're literally (laughs) you care more about this than you do your personal finances. So this must be my mental health and and mental health. So like, I I have to hand it to you guys. You guys are doing a good job. Um, listen, I don't know how many simultaneous uh, dude podcasts are being recorded right now in New York, but oh boy, it's in every living room in New York, right? right now. And and the fact and in, the difference is consistency, right? It's it's continuing to do it, yeah. um, one way or another, and that's great. Because like I like I was telling you before, this is my business, I guess, right? No, and and again, even, and you're and you're doing it now for fun, right? So, yeah, and even though I am like constantly in the red for this, but I guess that's how it's got to start because you know I'm all these Coors Lights I'm buying, right? All and, six of them, yeah, uh, and batteries for the microphones, you know. Even though some of the this stuff I've shoplifted, uh, right. but uh, <laughs> multi money saving tips coming at well, you, yeah, just shoplift well, from big. Well, we, you need to get big enough to get that little Actually, Caesar's you know, money. You know, yeah. I was I was talking to my dad the other day about the pod, and and he was like, "Yeah, you know, I just I want to hear more. I want to hear more advice." I thought this was a bone you were going to pick. No, no, this is a different. I'll pick my bone later. But okay. my dad said he wants to hear more wealthy tips. He wants to hear more wealthy advice. Somebody who's probably got no business giving any, giving it to somebody who's already doing pretty well. You know what I love about this is that Steve's dad is obviously a wealthaholic. <laughs> yeah, no, he is. <laughs> I asked him. Oh, 100%. See, the, yeah, yeah. Which proves the theory the longer you know Steve, the less like you are to be a Steve head. Yes, wow. yes. I mean, this All is my right. own father. He bir- you know, he didn't birth me. I want part of the equation. <laughs> I came out of his dick. <laughs> <laughs> I want uh, Steve Sr. It's Steve Sr. He'll actually be here in a month. Oh, we should have him. He's, he's well, I want to make him the number one wealthaholic. When he comes, he'll be our guest. Okay, that's great. Uh, um, <laughs> he can put, he'll give me some advice, right? What's your dad do? He's been digging ditches for uh, like 40 years. Oh, hell yeah. Really? Literal huh? ditches? Well, yeah. I thought he was, he, a, I he, thought he was an electrician. He's an electrician, but he digs ditches like to put Barry Wire and shit in the ground. He's always in the oh. attic. And he, he's I always, he said Barry White. In the <laughs> like, Wait, he's already in the and, ground. You know, he, 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 he's always robbing told, graves. Yeah. He always told me, he's like, uh, you know, I don't want you to be digging ditches like me your whole life. Um, you know, so he inspired me to be better. Maybe he can inspire you to be better. Well, and everybody knows that I have a Is true... Is digging ditches an up or down from moving? I can't tell. 
I think it's a lateral move. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no I, change. And no change yeah, no, collect. no, uh, and yeah, you don't get randomly get free stuff. And no perks. No tips. Uh, they probably don't get tips. No, no mm-hmm. tips. Um, we don't get tips sometimes. So tip your movers, everybody. Uh, but no, I do have a special place in my heart for blue collar workers and uh, being one since the age of 18, working construction, moving, and all that stuff. Uh, and all the country music that I listen to. Uh, that also might be a problem that I have. I listen to too much sad Yeah, country. I mean, that's really depressing. I could see that happening. Yeah, yeah. Listening to a lot of country music yeah, like, alone. Just Yeah, just getting drunk and listening to George Jones for three hours. No, you got to switch fun. it up. Yeah, I got to listen to some... Po- you know... What you gotta? We'll we'll talk about that after some positive okay. music yeah, yeah. that you can uh, give me. Yeah, I'm sure there's like a Spotify playlist or yeah. something. One of those, you know. Uh, but and back back to the uh, starting your own business right. and and stuff like that. Uh, I I've had like ideas and I've thought about like starting my own moving company. I even tried for a little while to do it on the side. Uh-huh. Uh, because, like, you know, I work for a company, they get a portion of the job, and then, like, when I do stuff on my own, yeah, I can... cut out the middleman. Yeah, cut out... But the thing with that, like, it's harder because you need insurance and all this stuff... Got it. Uh, to, ...to go into certain buildings. Also, I don't want to start a moving company. Because I... Hate moving. I hate moving. <laughs> right. So, it's... It, I guess it, that's doing something that you hate. Even though, like, I have some connections and could do it. Right. But... I don't want to start doing that. No, like, I think I you know, always... this would be a self-fulfilling prophecy of dying in the stairwell. Because if you actually if you actually started your own moving company, there's a much higher chance you'll die in a stairwell. Well then but... the thing is you get people to work for you. And then and then I'm just like the slave driver. Yeah, and I mean And I don't want to be that either. The other thing, I mean it's hard to kind of like reckon with like if this is what you I mean, you've been doing it for for how long now? Fuck, like probably close to eight years. So like one way or another, you're definitely an expert in moving. Oh, yeah. I'm very, and, like, I, you, you know how a business operates. So, I mean, it makes sense for you to say, like, look, if I'm going to grow in what I'm an expert at, and it would ugh. be easiest, it would be easy for you to, to start, like, a, a moving business. Yeah, like, it makes a whole lot of sense. I mean, if you, if you could do it and not have to physically move things yourself, does, does that sound more appealing? Or do you just want to abandon moving completely i just want to get out of it completely because one of the reasons is because you would have to deal with this on both sides whether you're doing like the office side or the actual uh physical work is uh you're still dealing with these crazy fucking people that are just so into their stuff that they think their stuff is so important (laughs) like (laughs) And when shit happens to it, like they, what, what they was want... like, what was the worst thing that happened, or like, what was the biggest customer complaint or issue you've had with a customer? Who's your oh, toughest customer? I've had, I mean, I've had scams where people have scammed us, and my boss just didn't want to deal with it, and he's like reimbursed them for stuff like that. Um, you know, things that were already broken. People and, scam movers. Oh, all the time. Not only do movers scam people, <laughs> which is the majority of it, but no, like people will scam movers. Like uh, this guy had a, a big TV uh, that was probably already damaged, but he had it like wrapped up oh, already shit. before we got there, so we didn't that get to take a look at up. it. And then, uh, and then after the job was completed, 
uh, he's like, oh, they damaged my TV. And of course, my boss doesn't want to deal with them. Yeah. So he's just like, oh, we'll give you a discount. And what happens since I'm the foreman of the job, I lose a percentage of that as well. Right, right, right. So it like fucks me over. And I don't think people know that. It's like, oh, you're fucking over the guy that broke his back trying, yeah. you know, well, moving You know what's shit. interesting about this, to kind of go back to being like a business owner, is Andrew actually mentioned this to me a long time ago. It's that, you know, customer service is like the crux of a of starting your own business. Like, Absolutely. Oh, 100%. You know, yeah, you, you kind of have to take concessions in a lot of ways. And like, you know, I, I, how big is the, the moving business right now? Uh, I mean, like the company I work yeah. for, or so I worked for a really big company before this one. This one's like a pretty, uh, it's a smaller company because they want to keep like that way he can have a little more quality control right. over who's working for him. Like he knows that it's just like four, four of us that are right. like in charge and we're all really good at what we do. Yeah. So, you know, we're a pretty yeah. good company. Yeah. I mean, like for, for small businesses, it, it's, you know. Your customer is everything, right? And and you think about if you're if you don't want to do something based on, you know, it 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 behooves you to retain a customer and have that customer become like an evangelist for you, rather than like let's just say I don't know like how much you guys give a concession to somebody if it's like you know ten percent. I mean, you do have to weigh is like yeah. is 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 it worth it just to have them be happy and give them this ten percent you know, discount. Yeah, yeah. Or are you going to cause a stink about it and ultimately, you know, both of you come away upset and... I I worked for a pizza place back when I lived in Madison, Wisconsin, and they were very good at at what they did. And they always, like, even if something was wrong and the the customer was, you know, complaining about something that, you know, they, you know, whatever, that wasn't that big of a deal, they would still give a discount because their, their motto is always, like, write a great last chapter. Like with totally. your with your customer, yeah. because that does like get them it, to come. It, it takes back. you further. It takes you further. Yeah, one hundred percent. So, as you listeners, as my customers, uh, I don't know how to write that great last chapter. <laughs> right now. Uh, we're working on it. Um, hopefully, we'll keep you keep you around, sticking in uh, to this this pod that is uh, who knows. Still being baked. Still being baked. It's still uh, still in the uh, the incubator uh, <laughs> stage, I guess you could say. Uh, God, I uh, you you asked too, like about um, bad customers and shit like that. Yeah. Uh, before and this one kind of came up, uh, it, it just popped into my head of a time where a, a guy I was doing a job for, and he was probably one of the most angry men that I've ever met in my life. Yeah. Uh, this guy just constantly screaming at his wife the oh, entire shit. time. He actually like w- was uh, told his wife to kill herself oh. while we were moving. What did you guys, what did you do? No, this was what just the argument he had with his wife uh, while they're like packing stuff or whatever. They got into a little argument and then like uh, anyways, he had, a, he had a whole family. You know, they're stressed out, moving stressful, but still sure. you can't fucking no i feel like that's not something you can really like tune out yeah 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 so we're listening to that he's yelling at her and then we uh you know we're doing the job i have so it's a whole family i have like multiple beds to take apart i have like all this furniture because it's like in new york apartments they're very small you're dealing with like narrow doorways narrow hallways sure you have to take apart a lot of stuff to get it in and out of uh the locations and 
I'm like the I'm I'm the best at that on on my crew. Like the other guys will be doing like you know lifting boxes and whatever. And you're the disassembly. Well, I have to do disassembly and reassembly. And this guy just kept giving me a hard time because he didn't think that I was doing anything. Like, <laughs> he's like these other guys are doing all the work. Blah blah blah. So anytime he got the chance, he would come in and yell at me. He came in uh, the first time he yelled at me. I put a screwdriver on his desk and he's just like too loud what the fuck are you doing you scratched my desk you scratch why are you putting tools on this desk and it's like an ikea desk or whatever <laughs> it's like nothing like fancy and he's just this guy just wants to yeah anytime this happens you know it's somebody that's just trying to scam he's you. just trying to get upset about it and so anyways we do that he yells at me for that i scratch his i didn't even scratch his desk like there was already whatever and then we get, uh, he yelled at me for something. Oh, he yelled at me before that, too, because we were late because of traffic. Uh-huh. We were like 15 minutes late, and, you know, there's elevator cutoff times in some of these buildings. And he screamed at me for that. I'm like, I'm sorry. It's like New York City traffic. There's yeah. nothing you can do about this. You sit on one block for 45 minutes sometimes. So he's screaming at me for that. Whatever. We get everything loaded. We're go into the new place we get to his new place and right away when uh we get we get into the building i'm bringing something in and i did fuck up like i accidentally like scratched his floor in his new apartment which was an accident we have accidents and it just like it's gonna happen it's part of the game and then he just fucking blew up and i'm and like it's just like fuck you fuck you blah blah you're a fucking idiot and did, did did somebody have to pull you out? Does somebody ever get like, hey, listen, you gotta, you can't be here anymore. We'll deal with this. He's too upset at you. No, that's never happened. But that's never after happened. once he started like cussing at me uh, for the third time, and I even warned him after the second. Yeah, I'm like, if you, I'm like, you gotta stop yelling at me, yeah, man. Yeah. Like I can't do this if you're yelling at me. And I, I am. Steve doesn't think I'm a professional. But I, 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 I see it. I see it. Yeah, yeah. You see that he is or isn't? I see that he totally would be. No, I, yeah. I can see it. I, I already I'm told very, you I think you're a hard worker. I'm very, and I'm very knowledgeable with what I'm doing in this job. I've been doing it long enough. I've seen everything. I've Because I've fucked up a bunch of times, made mistakes, breaking things. Like, I know how certain things have to be wrapped and, you know, maneuvered through apartments. And so anyways, I told him, like, hey, you got to stop yelling at me. And he does it for the third time. Basically, I was giving him, like, a, a third strike. Yeah. And he does it a third time. We get, like... Punch him. One... We get one thing into his in his room. He's got, like, three beds to uh-huh. put together. Bunk beds. He had bunk <laughs> beds for his kids. And I go down. I'm like, this guy... I go and tell my two other workers. I'm like, this guy yelled at me again. Uh, we're out of here. Let's put everything into the lobby. Yeah. Off the truck. And we're leaving. Oh, wow. And then we're going to do that right now. And, like, of course, his building is pissed off that we're leaving leaving shit in the lobby. And I told them, I'm like, this is all staying in here. I don't care. I don't want any money. This guy's doing this move for himself. I'm like, I'm going to pay these guys. So then we get everything in the lobby. We go up. uh, And me and my two uh, helpers. And we go in the apartment. I'm like, we're going to tell this guy we're out of here. And... And then he, you know, then we tell him like, "Hey, we're not doing this." You've yelled at me three times, and and then that's when he started being nice because he wanted like the shit done. And I'm like, "I'm sorry, like you can't. You're yelling at your wife. You're yelling at me." And then 
we're not doing it. And once he realized we're not doing it, then he started yelling again. And he's like, fuck you. You made these guys do all the hard work while well, you're uh, just sitting around being a dainty flower. He called me a dainty flower. He called Well, no, he, he called me a dainty flower. And then both of my helpers lost it. And, like, that was my nickname for an entire year was the dainty, dainty flower. flower. Uh, oh, my God. And... Wait, was Matt on this crew? Yeah, Matt was on this oh, crew. Oh, yeah, perfect uh, an, And this was actually one of Matt's first moves that he did with me. <laughs> and here's what the, the best part is and how great uh, my friends are. Uh, he, While he was giving, you know, yelling at me for this and called me a dainty flower, he tipped both of them $20 oh, in shit. front of me. And he was like saying, he's like, and you're not getting anything, blah, 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 <laughs> because you didn't do anything, you're dainty flower, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and... Uh, both those guys just looked at him and they're like, "No, nah, here you go," and just gave him the twenty dollars back. Oh wow! Which nice. is also like solidarity. A, That's yeah. Good. yeah but you yeah. know what? Been the, a more solid move is if they just split it with you. <laughs> uh, well, no, I mean it's also a shitty Nobody tip was. for what was a huge job. It was right. a whole family move, which we should have been getting like a hundred dollars each on that job. Right. Uh, and and he's like, "Wow, you must have some really good friends." And and I'm like, "No, uh, they just know how hard I work." Yeah, and well, I'm like, plus, you know, you're plus that's why he's doing it, right? He's literally giving them two, like two tips, to kind of like have you guys fight amongst Look, each other. I, yeah. I have to say, out of all the things that are bad in your life that we've talked about over the course of the last couple episodes. Your friends are the best part about your life, I think. Oh, I have great friends. Isn't that nice? I mean, look. Steve it, patting himself on no, the back. No, not even me. I'm not even in this situation. But I'm saying, like, isn't it nice to have this support system that people will come on your podcast week after week and try to help you out? I mean, that says a lot about your friends. Like, you know. No, I have. Like, that is the one thing. And, like, and also why I, I feel bad about the... Uh, the last episode of kind of somewhat hitting a rock bottom and... Yeah, I'll pick that bone later. And, you know, having a real sad night. And I, you got to realize, too, like, when I, I... I I do. Like, that's why I got to keep reminding myself is, like, I have these great friends and I do have people that love me. And, like, great friends. I have amazing friends. Like, talented friends. And uh, it's... It's hard to remind yourself these things. Well, I also think that maybe while you're in this position of not feeling so great about who you are, it might be a good time for you to you know, be constantly trying to surround yourself with these people who care about you and lift you up. Because I think part of your problem is being alone, literally being alone in a room with your own thoughts. It seems to be a pretty, pretty bad idea. Or at the bar, even. Because you might be surrounded by people, but... You know, yeah, when I, most of the time when I go into Jenny's, I'm by myself. Right. But that's not the same as... Being with people yeah. is not the same as being around people. No, you're right. So I actually think maybe the more you can keep your friends close to you in the literal sense, maybe the better off you'll feel and that'll help, you know, an uptick in your mood. Well, that and don't drink for 12 hours. That too. And what, at least, like, I and mean, I was talking about this with another buddy about drinking, like going on a long bender, like, or just drinking for way more than you should be. When you're just jumping bar to bar, that's not really the best way to do that. Uh, really, you, sh- you know, if you're like at a wedding or like on vacation or something and doing something fun, then like, it's like know, there's an event around it. Yeah, there's an occasion for, for the drinking. sake of actually yeah. today's St. Patrick's Day, so which is the dumbest fucking holiday. <laughs> fuck it's white people celebrating. Can that be my bone? To be- I, that's not my bone, but fuck St. Patrick's Day and like this whole like oh, my last name's McKenna. I can fucking- <laughs> 
I don't like, think they I'm celebrate like, St. Patrick's Day in Ireland. They, it's not like it's just fucking dumb. And I always I've had to work too, like when the St. Patty's Day parade is going on. And like working in Midtown while that's going, and like you can't get around because of all the blockades. Yeah, and it's just like I mean, I feel these like fucking assholes. It's almost worse than SantaCon. Yeah, because they actually block the street. It is worse than Santa because they they have you can't do yeah. anything. And I feel like Cinco de Mayo has also become another one of those yes. holidays. It's just like yeah. another excuse to drink. Just be an adult um, and get drunk on a fucking Tuesday. No, like no, no, a, no, because that's how we turn. Well, I guess there's Fat Malty. Tuesday. So. <laughs> that's how we turn into old welt dog here. Drinking, having any day as an occasion <laughs> to drink. Oh, man, maybe they're doing it right and they just splurge on one day of the year or two days a year. No, that's wrong. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. That was so. I you did hear the episode because it's not out yet. Uh-huh. Uh, but I don't know if you heard. I did have a. A welt. Pretty, I heard you had a, a, a welt. A welt meltdown. It, I don't know if it was a welt, a welt down. down. That wasn't actually a welt down. That was more of just. I guess it was a welt down. Uh huh. It was a welt down for sure. Yeah, I, it's like the epitome of. You're, welt so you're in the pits. I tried to do like some fucked up shit and was very very drunk. Got very, so I have this. There's this switch that I have, and I don't know if it's like be, like maybe I should only drink when I'm happy, or if it happens all the time. But when I get very drunk, the switch flips, and it just turns into sadness, and I can't turn it off. Uh, and and I've like, I'm like wondering, is this when all the time when I drink, or is it just when I'm drinking when I'm sad? Right, it's kind of like a chicken and egg scenario. Yeah, because I think I've had it happen, like when like I'm with my friends and we're all having a good time, and then I just have one too many, and then right, I and just, the switch is flipped. Yeah, and like that's when like. Yeah, I like that can't happen. Right, it can't yeah. happen anymore. Like it's I'm so, getting too. Well, late it's about having that. less of them because you can't flat out probably stop. That's part of your personality right now. It's probably better to try to taper it off than to try to quit. It's like drinking. It's like you're not going to quit drinking. You're drinking a beer right now, and you had no. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you supposedly hit rock bottom last week, and you got a beer in your hand. Not to say quitting cold turkey is the, the best. What do you idea What do you call it when you have, have multiple rock bottoms, though? Because we just said <laughs> I, I hit think, rock bottom. I think that's just <laughs> being depressed, probably. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I think Stephen makes a good point. Like. It's it's rough to be like an extremist in those situations, especially when so much of you know like socializing and being around friends. Like, what do you do? You drink, right? Or at least, yeah. especially in our friend group, it's like, hey, what, what do you want to do? Let's meet at a bar. And maybe we all need to be like, you know, maybe we should all be rock climbing like Steve or something, and we'd all be better off <laughs> Jesus if Christ. on like a Saturday instead. Wait, of I'll like... definitely hit rock bottom <laughs> if I'm climbing them. <laughs> right there, you yeah. go. And like doing, I don't know, maybe more um, pro, like just progressive. Well, I was actually just thinking about this. I mean, look, if you maybe should just have a new hobby that doesn't require drinking, because maybe if you separate yourself from that altogether, you have, like for instance, yoga. You're going to well, go to yoga even if you went every day. That's one less so here's, hour. Of and drinking. I think that could be. So I've I've dropped off from like exercising and doing yoga and. Uh, maybe haven't been eating as well as I was. Because, sure. like, bef- like, a few months ago, I was feeling great, feeling on top of the world. Uh, and really, it was, like, exercising and, like, going for runs and, like, doing yoga Getting four or five days a week. Yeah. yeah. And it, it's, like, I need to be doing that. Because, uh, like, that's definitely, like, proven to work for me. And now that that's dropped off and I'm just, like, drinking and then I wake up hungover and then, like... 
Blaming daylight savings time. Blame, so, blaming daylight. I guess this like kind of comes back to like consistency, right? Which I think again, I, this I think part of the beauty of the pod. Like if you held yourself accountable in the same way that you do about the pod to working out to drinking moderately, how, how much? I mean, I think that's just kind of it, right? It's just like consistent. I'm also trying to figure out if I can moderate drinking. Like okay. I, I might not be one of those people who you can get you just, a sippy cup. Like, uh, who can be one of those people that just has a beer, right? And uh, can just call it quits, like, right. or or just like somebody who like these people that drink water after every drink that they have. Who right, they? right. Oh right. yeah, shame on these them. Yeah, fucking no, they're nerds. disgusting. Yeah, uh, I. I don't know if I have the discipline um, and like I feel too. And I think a lot of it comes from comedy and trying to be funny a lot. Right. And it's because I, I do get in my own head and, and I'm thinking constantly about trying to be funny and wanting to be funny all the time to where I get kind of shy and then I think it. like almost like the booze mm-hmm. like helps me like let that out. And I don't care. I have that looseness of well, like, you know what? Even if this isn't funny, I'm going to say it. Right. And well, you know, you mentioned last week, but really that's not true. Like I don't need that. Like, right. I'm funny without alcohol. Well, like, you I've mentioned done... last week that a lot of that, as far as you know, like there's plenty of comedians who are sober who used to be alcoholics. A lot you, of them. Exactly. And you say they go to the they go to the bar and they're they're doing a show and they have a seltzer, right? Yeah. And they just tell their jokes. It's an open mic, whatever. And they, they get out of there. They they have a good time. They're they're good, happy people. Or maybe they're not. They're terrible. Yeah. Who knows? But, Some of them are fucking psychopaths. But really hard you know, to deal with. they can go and do a show and just have a glass of seltzer and lime. You know, like maybe you should start switching up. Maybe one night you just have a seltzer and one night you have a beer. Maybe, you know, you have to moderate yourself in that way. Like, you know, you're only at, maybe when you're doing an open mic, you're only there for your set and then you leave, right? Yeah. Well, maybe yeah. you just have a soldier I mean, not a Yeah, here's a question. Have you ever done it? Have you ever, you know, done stand-up? Oh, yeah. And, 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 and it hasn't been so good that you've just wanted to repeat that? No, it has, but it's also when it goes so bad. Got you. Well, yeah, like, like you, it's like you're It's relaxed. like, oh, man, this was terrible. I need a fucking But this drink. goes to Albert's point right. from last week where he said... His standard for a bomb is way higher now. So maybe yeah. that's something you could work on too. Like maybe if people like, if you get some laughs, but you didn't think it was so great, maybe just kind of tuck that away and say, you know what? People laughed. I might not be happy with it, but I can work on that part. You know, you got to raise your standards and what is a bomb. You know, because that's going to, I mean, it seems to have helped Albert a lot. I mean, I've never seen Albert perform comedy, but he seems to be, you know, have his. Yeah, he's very it. funny. Um but even his and mentality like, about how he puts yeah, it. Yeah, and like I need it. You really do. I mean, it's not a. It's it's about not giving a fuck and having that, which I do feel that way when I'm drinking, obviously. Sure. Most, yeah. most people feel hey, that feeling way. vulnerable. Or you're yeah. feeling enraged yeah. otherwise. Yeah. So it could really turn against you. I don't, for the most part, and I know we've dealt with a lot, like we've told some stories here about me being angry and drunk. I don't think I'm an angry drunk. Like, well, actually, um, let's speak to this real quick because we do ask all of our guests a time that they might have seen a well down. I'm curious, Randy's perspective, knowing you for about almost yeah, I don't 10 think years. you've ever seen one. Yeah, so let's, let's I don't know if I've seen, and I I think I mean I kind of said this already, but like I feel like when we're drinking, you're kind of in a constant state of like a minor welt down, kind of like Bruce Banner's like constantly a little bit angry. Mm-hmm. 
And like I've I've never had. I mean, if 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 I'm at a bar and we're having a conversation, you had a few drinks. One way or another, it'll come down to like a therapy session. <laughs> like one way or another. Maybe like, you're and, and the it, key. Maybe he really needs you, Andrew. Yeah. To, to have constant it's therapy. It's so funny because, like, I had a night where I was at a bar and a friend of mine who I hadn't seen in a while, uh, and I was really excited to see him and it made me happy. Uh, and he by the way, I'm not upset by that. No, I, no. I'm, I'm this, happy to listen. Has to I'm deal, happy to listen. This kind of has to deal with what you're saying. And he, uh, he just comes up to me. He's like, the first thing he says, he's like, What's going on? <laughs> What's Your friends going- know you yeah, yeah. And I'm like, nothing, man. Why can't I just be excited to see you? And he's like, no, seriously, what's going on? Yeah. And- I mean, that, that's, that's how I felt. I don't know if I've seen you in, like, the pits of despair. Yeah, yeah. But it seems like there's something new to catch up on in the wealth world. Well, you know, that just means that you're not an enabler. Like, if Wealthy says, I'm fucking mad about this, you're never going to be the one that's like, yeah, you should be fucking mad about it. You're like, well, let's talk about it. Which I actually do. I overhear these conversations, and I'm like, that's actually pretty helpful. I mean, not all your friends are going to let you vent and be constructive, but Andrew's one of those people. I also don't want to be that person anymore. You don't have like, to be. But it's, it's, it's so hard, like, because I do, like, I'm very emotional. Uh, I, I'm dramatic. Uh, I... Yeah, I. It's always something like I, and and I don't think being sad is a bad thing. No, I don't think so either. It's, I think if, uh, if you're if you're trying to prevent yourself from feeling sad, like you kind of have to feel the full spectrum of emotions in order to go through things. But um, you know, you 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 can't you can't obviously you if you're dwelling in it for too long, that's also not good. And just to go back to you know the, this whole conversation we're having about like having a strong support group like that's that's important right like that's yeah. what friends are for yeah right i mean like i i, I like I you know i i don't think anybody should shouldn't think of it as like being a constant burden or anything or like you need to move on with it like faster that's not advice I if mean, somebody's just like get over it like when does that ever help yeah, anybody don't it's like telling a, your girlfriend relax as oh, if that's, I mean, that's ever the made most triggering relax. thing for women like of all time like <laughs> never tell a woman to relax like hey you're just asking for it yeah i or yeah like my thing is like don't it's usually relationship stuff that bugs me or right. whatever like a relationship i was in for six months it takes me five years to get over <laughs> sure and uh I don't know. Like, I want to be one of those people so bad that can just like get over it. Like, but that, like, do but you I, think? Do you think those people are actually either a the relationship or, wasn't, you know, it like toxic or there was nothing wrong with it and they just amicably separated? But I mean, if there's you have somebody who's just not dealing with their own demons and they're just moving through life, saying like, oh, you know what? That's water on the bridge. I'm not affected by that. To me, those people are completely fucked up. Yeah. I don't trust those people. Those people are sociopaths. <laughs> they can just hold everything in and right. Like, I mean, they're not, or they're just me. so apathetic that they just can't absorb other people's emotions. Right, and they would rather yeah. move on. Like that, I, I don't think that's that might even be less healthy, honestly. Yeah. Have you ever? Uh, what's the longest it's ever taken you to get over a relationship? Um. And how long was that relationship? I think so. My last relationship was two and a half years, and I think. I mean, it's really hard to assess, like, hey, this was the day when I finally felt better about it. Um, I think, again, yeah, I don't think you wake up and you're like, I'm good now. But, you know, like, something will happen in your life. And you're like, you know what? I'm not as sad as I was maybe, like, three months ago. It's it's an ongoing thing. And I think everybody has their own time that it takes them to reckon with, 
you know, the relationships, but um, at a certain point you do know. You're like, I'm pretty good, or I'm at least 90% good. And like in order for me to become 100% good, you need to maybe start seeing some other people. Or yeah. you need to, you know, just uh, move on. But I, I think like if you're at like an 80 to 90%, you're like, okay, I'm pretty good. Like I don't need See, to think about this anymore. I'm like starting to think and like the whole move on. And I tried seeing other people. And right now that's not really working for me. Sure. Because I want to do these other things. I want to focus on this podcast. I want to be writing. I want to be doing open mics. And with that, like I just don't want to be in a relationship right now. Like, I'm fine with, like, maybe, like, some casual stuff, but, like... You and every other guy in Yeah, New York City. well, no, but, like, I just <laughs> don't think I'm good in a relationship. At least right now, I don't think I'm the kind of person that, because I'm so dramatic, right. or, like, and, you know, where my emotions on my sleeves. I am. Sure. These fucking theater kids. Yeah. Uh, Steve's a drama queen, too, for sure. We gave him that nickname, I think, a few days ago. Mm, but what? But, like, yeah, I... And, and I just... Because I didn't get into my first relationship until I was 27 years old. Uh-huh. Like uh, I, Because okay. I started doing comedy at 18, and I'm yeah. just like, this is going to be my life. You can't be in a relationship uh-huh. uh, if you're a comedian, You got because you're going to do the road and all yep. that. But then like when I turned 27, I'm like, I better try this out, because when it does happen, and when I... You so, know, so, get you, my, so you did it because you felt like you had to try. I needed it to... Because like, it, it was going to happen at some point, and I didn't want... My first relationship to be at like say like thirty five years old, so and then you, so I'm acting w- like a sixteen year old. So you went into it thinking this is going to be a practice relationship. Yes, yeah, yeah. My first relationship, well, absolutely. That, you know Do you think funny? that's good? No, but uh, and I really did love that person a lot, uh, but we weren't like you know com- weren't compatible at all. Sure. Um, and but it, it took me like three years to get over. Wow. Because like that was my first one. And like, which is very pathetic at at oh, twenty eight no, years yeah. old. But also, like, that's the backstory is that I hadn't had like a relationship in high school or like, sure. uh, you know, any. So like, I'm experiencing all this stuff for the first time, yeah. like heartbreak and all that shit. Um, but now, like, I've gotten some of those reps in. I've had a few girlfriends, uh-huh. and this last one, like, pretty much devastated me. Right. Uh, now it's time to go back to like doing comedy because I've let that slip and we're, you know, wanting to, to have these. Rela- and I mean, like alcohol, do you think like these things, like being sad about a relationship also maybe helps your comedy? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. Not at all. Because I, I, it's, comedy should be fun. And I mean, there are like sad comics and or that do like that dark kind of right, sad right, material right. and that's what i've done like my whole life and i just like i don't want to do this anymore like because sure. people don't see that in me too like when they see me on stage they're like why is this fucking tall white guy sad right like, why is he you know he's fine like he they don't i mean i guess it's maybe explaining that more but like I, and I want to be, like, the fun guy. Like, I want to be the, the guy at, at the party or at the show that everybody's like, oh, man, this is, dude, such a great hang. And right, like, right, right. It's always... But you can't focus on that as, like, the point of pride. Like, oh, I just want to be, I want to be that guy. Because if you try to be that guy, you're never going to end up being that guy because you're going to be trying too hard. Too hard. But you know what? I think we've actually had a wealthy breakthrough. Oh, really? Yeah, a wealth-through? Yeah, oh. a wealth-through. Because we got, we got to the bottom of why it's so hard for you to... Get over relationships because you didn't have one until you were 27, anything you took serious. And interestingly enough, I, I recently gave 
the same advice, or advice that would probably have helped you 10 years ago, 20 years ago. Uh, my brothers are 17, and I literally said to them, you should fall in love as early as possible and get that relationship out of the way. Because that relationship, I mean, I hope it's not the person you marry, but... You know, it's like, if you get that out of the way early, then you kind of, you know, leave that baggage at the door for your next maybe actual serious relationship. Because when you're a teen, you don't know what you want. You don't even know who the fuck you are. Then you get it out of the way. And then maybe when you meet a girl in college or when you graduate from college, then you're in a place and they're in a better place having experienced this before. I mean, 27, that's, that's pretty That's pretty a tough nut to crack at 27, falling in love for the first time. I mean, But yeah. this is like, you know, I feel like that's advice you can only even really give for yourself after it's been said and done like for you to tell your 17 year old brother that what are they supposed to do with that information like hey i'm gonna fall in love now i'm gonna try harder to fall in love well my brother can't try well it's more like don't have casual sex it's more like try to have a relationship that means something to you when you're young you told them not to have casual sex well, it's, it's, it's tough to tell your 17-year-old brother that <laughs> yeah. now because all they want to do is have casual sex. But when I was in high school, maybe when you guys were in high school, the, the person you sleep with ends up being your relationship. I didn't have sex till I was 19. Sure. See, another thing we have to talk about on a different episode. Oh, we're going to have her on the pod at some oh. <laughs> uh, we're... But, but you know what I mean? It's like that to me is, you know, in high school, things are changing now. My 17-year-old brothers are going through a totally different experience in high school than me. So, you know, maybe that advice doesn't apply now, but I certainly felt it at the time when I had gone through my first love and I was like, thank God I got this out of the way because had I not, I might be married with two children living in Florida still. Sure. But anyways, I'm glad we got to the bottom of that. Yeah. You might be, better, you might be a better person actually for it. I mean, that's... Maybe. That is that's what it is. And like, uh, you know, the, and then the, la- the last girl that I, I dated, like I, that was the first time that I felt the most compatible with someone and like really enjoyed being around them like the like because these girls that i've dated before that i did love like i always there was always times where like i'm like i need to get away from this person or whatever like i yeah the last girl like i wanted to be around all the time which is also part of the problem and i've learned being codependent's bad yeah yeah and like and and again we talked about that before i wasn't doing the working on anything i was just you know she became my whole life and like I right. was trying like I wanted her to make me happy yeah you know what? that's funny but like how I, I think even you know when people get married and they're saying their vows and I think our culture is really fixated on this idea that like that's a hyper romantic thing to say this person's my whole life they complete me so but I'm it's yeah, yeah. I mean I think completing it's me is, is fine maybe but like this person's my whole life they can't be your whole life. No, that's way too much. That's way too much pressure, pressure on it, on any person. Absolutely. Yeah. No. I mean, I get that now, and it sucks that you have to learn these things. Like, sure. When that that might actually that... be a better lesson for your brothers, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Not like don't have casual sex, yeah. but like you know, don't don't have one person be the center of your world. Um, Fair enough. That's good. Yeah. Steve's brothers. If you're listening, I know you guys are probably wealthaholics too. Oh, uh, no, I think they're Steve heads. Well, have they listened to the podcast? I haven't. They and they don't know me yet. We'll get them. Up, see, we'll get them up here, and they'll become wealthaholics. I promise you, boys. Is it? Uh, we're wow. We're about at that point. Oh wow! Uh, we got there fast. We got there quick. But come and, to my uh, new favorite segment. Your Steve's favorite segment. Um, we got. It's time to pick a bone. Uh, I'll, I guess I'll go first yeah, since please it's, do. it's uh, my pod. podcast. <laughs> I got a bone to pick with a goddamn Steve head here. 
This who is it? I can't say who it is because that's not fair. Okay, okay, uh, okay. But message Steve, and Steve sent me the screenshot. This fucking asshole here. <laughs> Steve loves to stir the pot. He also. loves, he loves, loves to stir and the I'm pot. fine with it. It's fun. If you're more of a Steve head and you want to let us know, you can write us in at independentlywealthypod at gmail.com or DM myself or Steve. Or write a review. Write a review. Let us know. But this one Steve head had the nerve to say do you want to do you want to pull it up or whatever what he said but basically that steve is the funnier one on this podcast <laughs> how where does that he, cut? is that like the dagger in your heart oh yeah that's the the, <laughs> the most important thing to me is being funny right 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 uh, more than anything okay, this is the Here this is what is. he actually texted me he said more steven and he said, I left a meh review because you're meh cl- review. Because you're uh-huh. clearly more funny than your comedian friend. You are the comedian. This guy's in Florida. And he said he He's from Florida. He said you're the comedian, right? now. Which is crazy because I've never told a joke on this podcast. Yeah. And you're not fucking funny, Steve. <laughs> I like, think you said and, that on the first and before well, we I think I think that Steve is a much better like he's funny when you laugh at him. Oh boy! I don't know if like I and, I don't know how often I laugh with Steve, and but listen, he's a good butt of a joke. Listen here, wow. Steve Head. Oh god! Listen here, Steve Head. Steve is not a comedian. You don't understand what it's like to be a comedian and how to write jokes and how and Steve doesn't either and how to go through the struggle and the pain <laughs> of what it's like to go to these open mics. To bomb constantly because you're working on material and go into these shows where no one cares that you're performing. That's right. It beats you down. That's right. And you can't always be positive and and have this great attitude that you think Steve has and whatever. Like I, you know, I think at the very least, I probably have the mental fortitude to be a comedian, but nothing else about it. I could probably stand and take it. I've taken it from my friend group for years, but you know, I think that's all I got going for me as far as a comedian goes. Yeah, you could. Well, you could, ta- you, you could that do, is true. You you do let people make fun of you, and that is something that is. That I don't is true. like it. I just want you guys to all know I don't like being the butt of jokes. Yes, you do. But that's what he makes does. it funny. You can't <laughs> yeah. enjoy oh, it, but you can take that's it. That's not funny. Great, I can take it until I have a fucking boiling point and I just murder myself. Or and then we have you. the Steve podcast. Do, uh, do you have a bone? I have a bone to pick. I have a bone to pick with Steve. Oh, ah, hell yeah! Because no, because we, we live with each other. But I have one rule in the house, which is not wearing shoes in the house. Yeah. And because Walty, don't you dare get on this. Well, hold on. Steven is pretty good. I've trained him, I think, like over the past five years. He'll he'll take off his shoes most times. However, if he's like just getting home, he'll walk around. Or if he's like, I'm just about to leave, he'll just keep on the shoes. And like for me, it's like you know, if you walk into an operating room and you're not mm. sterile and you're like, it, sorry, it's just for you're a little bit. You're comparing your apartment to an operating room? It is very It is, here. it is. I mean, like, dude, you, you, if, if you're walking in around the apartment with your shoes one time, it's already done. I'll clarify it's this. It's done. I, my bone to pick back to you is that I actually vacuum the apartment every week. And this I've has never, nothing to do I've with vacuuming. I've never seen you oh, do it. It has nothing to do these with guys are, These guys are <laughs> arguing, <laughs> roommate <laughs> argument on a podcast. I've never, I've, the I've only reason we have to vacuum... The only reason we have to vacuum at all is because there's dirt, there's leaves inside that's being trekked in <laughs> that's from the outside. You think it's me that that's I'll, the reason we have to vacuum? Yes. I'll tell you one thing about, about these Asian households, Andrew. Yeah, Andrew's Let's Asian, go. by the way. Yeah. Uh, it's 
Thank you, Steve. <laughs> yeah. We have to clarify why is this as a, Asian as a mover. Whenever we have to like go in a, like an Asian person's house and move sure. them, and they ask us to move or, or to take our shoes off, yeah. it's like you always have to be like, no, we can't yeah. do that. But do you guys? Because do it's you know, a, do you not have the plastic things you put over your shoes? No, because here's why: it's a safety issue. Even the booties, like when they they're called boot, like when they want us to put those on your shoes, like that's you can slip very easily sure. on those and those going. Are, I, I hear, I totally hear where you're coming yeah, from. Yeah, yeah. I'm able to make plenty of concessions. If, like, we have a bunch of people over, sure, everybody keep your shoes on. It's fine. It's impossible to, like, police that. People yeah, are just yeah. going to walk in with their shoes. People we don't know are coming in, whatever. I'm not going to suddenly be like, hey, I don't know you, and I don't know how long you're going to be here for, but can you please take your shoes off? Like, yeah. I get it. There's definitely exceptions to the rule. You'd be but, very proud of like, Welty. You'd be very proud of Welty because every time we have a guest over, he immediately says, "I know this is an Asian household." I know, and, there's no, and you're usually not here. And they're like, "Where's the Asian person?" Yeah. I just see. It's just I'm here with spirit like, constantly. I just, yeah. I just have like a yin yang symbol up on the wall. I'm like, "This is an Asian household." Well, I mean that that poster. Is yeah, Asian. yeah. You have to describe yeah, what it is because the viewers yeah. can't see. We've, it. Yeah, we. Yeah. Yeah. There's a there's a poster for uh, Levy's uh, Jewish rye, and there's a there's a little Asian kid in it. It, which which is, would be weird to have if there wasn't an Asian person living here. <laughs> Thank God for I, you. I think because like we've posted a couple pictures in front of that, and like right. people are like, it might be kind of racist. That <laughs> Steve no, it's okay. I mean, I feel like this is it's maybe there's a reason for me to, to be on this podcast just to make it not weird every time you post. Like, yeah, oh, that's good. I like that. uh, so we'll, Wait, we'll do a nice a, pick at the uh, the end of this. I have a secondhand pick. Yeah, or, my my dad has a bone to pick with you, Welty. Okay. My dad's an avid listener. He he's is a weltaholic. Steve Senior, shout out. You know, he actually said he's disappointed <laughs> because he loves when you start telling stories, but he feels like you get off track very easily, and he, he's sad that he never gets to hear the end of the story. And I'm actually mm. with my dad on this. I want to finish these stories. You get off topic, and I know it's my job to circle you back, but. You know, finish your fucking story before you start talking about something else. You got to make my dad happy. He's well, your number one fan. Well, Steve Senior, I uh, hope you liked my dainty flower story today. That was a good um, story. Here's the thing: it's much, and, and I've said this before, and getting off topic and getting sidetracked, it's much like my life, and that's what <laughs> happens. <laughs> is that I, yeah. You don't know where it's going. It's a, it's a choose your own I adventure. Think as long as you're <laughs> consistent about not finishing your stories, <laughs> yeah. Good. And sometimes consistency is key. And sometimes, Mr. Steve Senior, I, uh, <laughs> Mr. Steve, Mr. Steve, Steve. first uh, name Mister. <laughs> I don't. There's parts of these stories I might not want people to hear yet. I don't know who's listening, and you know what? Maybe it's just I need to get over that and not give a fuck because it could probably be. A more entertaining story if I do just like let the guard down talk about what really happened and for my wealthaholics out there I, I, I'm gonna do a better job at that I promise you that if you keep listening writing us reviews liking the pod subscribing tell your friends you know I, I have to say before we before we close out this episode this episode really took a turn for the better in your in your well being and that in your well being yeah I, I think yes oh please well puns are all <laughs> <laughs> Be- because this is the first episode I think we've had where it didn't didn't feel sour half the time or much of the time and I, I do contribute that probably to a lot of these being comedians and it's easy to get off topic and stay in a sad thing and our guests have done a pretty good job to not let it hit rock bottom but this episode actually feels totally 
uh, progressive and positive, and I like that. I'm glad that the, this is now the first episode in like seven episodes where we're actually trying to turn Welty around. We have to. We have to because last week was... I mean, that had a lot to do with it, too. I mean, I just, I listened to it. Thank God Albert was so funny. Thank God. Because I just listened to myself and that, and I just, I sounded defeated and beat right. up. And yeah, it was, you'll hear it, hopefully. Turn it around, yeah. Yeah, we, and we great. got to. I don't want to be, keep being this sad piece of shit. So um, the lesson for us is uh, not all comedians can be guests on this show. Yeah, we got to branch out. Yeah, got to it up. I appreciate you uh, coming here today, coming I, out of your bedroom. Yeah, thanks for letting He's me still be in pajamas. my own house. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Wealth Down Studios. Um, do you want? Why don't you plug the oh, yeah, uh, plug. your your business? We have listeners. Oh sure. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I make pans. Um, you sound buy, so buy some buy some pens on pintrill.com. Use promo code um, Weltdown. Yeah, I, totally. No, for for real. Uh, let's make it Weltdown. Uh, type it in and you'll get uh, something. I don't know. I'll yeah, make it. I'll <laughs> make, this is a real discount code. Use it. W a e l t d o w n. That's Weltdown. There you go. Uh, Steve, thank you again, as always. My pleasure. Yeah, I'm Chris Welty. Uh, you just follow me at Chris Welty on everything, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I'm deleting again soon. Uh, but yeah, I got shows coming up if you're in New York and you want to come watch me tell some jokes. Uh, I post them all on there. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Have a good day.